I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. I don't know about you, but for me, there have been seasons. There have been times where it was really, really easy to see that God was moving in my life and even in the lives of those around me. And then there have been other times where it was more difficult. I really had to be intentional to notice his handiwork because of the setbacks and the trials that I was in the midst of. But you know, I've learned that it's important for us to look for ways that God is moving even in difficult times, because when we do, we grow in our faith and we learn to trust God, even when times are tough. And that's why I'm excited to have with me on Publishing Secrets today, Elisha's story. She's going to encourage and inspire you to see God moving. God is always working for our good and his glory, even when things seem to be going wrong. And you're going to hear that thread throughout Alicia's story. She's going to challenge us to learn to trust in him, to have hope and peace, even in the midst of trial, and to make the most of the time that God has given us, because we are here to make a difference. Enjoy. Well, Alicia, welcome to Publishing Secrets. Looking forward to going deeper into your story and the audience being blessed by your mission, your message, and your enthusiasm for this. I've already picked that up just on the conversation that we've been able to have as we were preparing for the interview. This is something that you're passionate about, and I know that our listening audience will feel this. So thank you for making time to be here with us on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. It's my pleasure. Well, we've been talking a lot about this concept of dashing, Um, and that means something which we will clue the audience in on. But I'd love, Alicia, if you could take just a, a few minutes before we get deep into dashing and what it means. Talk to us a little bit about how you even got to the point that you realized that you had a message that you needed to share with the world. Well, it started in 2015. I lost my dad and he was 84 and died kind of suddenly. And I'm a daddy's girl, so it really hit me hard. And so he had a great home going and he had like 500 people in attendance, which was amazing to me. After the the graveside ceremony, I took some flowers off of his casket and put them on the graves of my family members because we're all they're all kind of buried in the same area. And so I put them on the graves of my great grandparents, my great uncle who were inspiration to me from being very small. They were entrepreneurs, but the real one was my father. I guess the real impression was my father and my grandmother. Uh, My grandmother was my shero and she was the first black chief deputy of voters registration for my hometown of Indianapolis. She got a day named after her when she retired. She got a key to the city. She was a leader in the church and in the family. 
And I was, as I was putting the flowers on the, on their graves, I just looked at that small dash between their birthday and the day that they passed away and went home to, to be with the Lord. And I thought that is such a small representation of some grand, awesome people. I mean, that, those people were like prophets in my first, my first exposure to Jesus and, and God in my life. And they were also effective in their community. And I'm like, wow, that's just really small. And what am I going to do with my dash? Because, you know, I was, I was like in my fifties and I thought, you know, wow, I'm, I'm a good person, but I'm kind of lukewarm. I got my one foot in the world and one foot in the word, and that's not where I need to be. So on my way home, we, we drove to Indianapolis because it was an emergency. I couldn't stop thinking about that dash. And then God just dropped dashing into my spirit, dying to achieve success and happiness in God. And so what that means is you got to die to self to be like Christ. You got to die to people and places and things to pursue your purpose. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but we're going to die one day. And so you got to remember there's a life here, but there's another life um, on the other side of that. And I want everyone to be able to live their life with God and Jesus. ASH, achieve success and happiness. That abundant life that's promised by God is best achieved. And it looks different for everyone. It's best achieved when you're in God, I-N-G. So um, thus that's dashing. So it's a call to not exist and not to live, but to go to that higher level and dashing to your purpose. And so I just, I couldn't let it go. And so I started, and at the same time, I lost my dad, I lost my job. So um, I was grieving my job. I was grieving my dad. And I just decided, okay, God, this is like the third time I've been laid off. There's something you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take this dashing and, and move forward with it. inspire and equip the world to find their dash. You know, what's interesting to me, Elisha, as I hear you speak about your experience is that you were grieving. You were in the process of grieving. Uh, some things had been lost, things that were very important to you, things that really made a difference in your life. Mm-hmm. Yet on the other side of that grieving, there was also birth. And I, I think that's an important message for those that are listening to us is often when something leaves the scene, there is an opportunity for something new, right? Yes. So some things may be dying, some things we may be losing and we may be grieving them and it's not to downplay their importance or their value, not at all. At the same time, it's what is, what is God doing now? And in, in your instance, as some things were transitioning out, God was bringing some new things to the forefront in your life. And now fast forward, you're taking that message and impacting others. So I just wonder if someone listening to us today might be in that place. You know, you're grieving some things that you've lost. I want to challenge you hearing Elisha's story. What is there that God wants to do through you, even in the midst of your life? For you, Elisha, that meant uh, creating a, a movement. It meant publishing books and apparel, like so many things were birthed out of that pain. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about how this turned into a movement and then the role that the book really played in that? So I started out just thinking dashing was apparel, that I wanted to inspire people, um, inspire yourself as you look in the mirror and inspire others. But I went through this business course and, and my coaches and my mentors were talking to me about, what are you going to do to expand this? And I thought about that. And then again, God stepped in and he told me, it's a lifestyle. You want people to dash in every area of their life. 
So that's books, that's what they read, music, what they listen to, apparel, what they wear, media, you know, what they're exposed to, and conferences. And that the conferences are to equip people to find their dash, to move to that next level with thought leaders and motivational speakers and workshops to do that. And so I said, this needs to be a movement where we have, as we join, we have ambassadors and believers, and we're going out there um, inspiring, equipping, and helping people to find their dash and live it. I say um, in the synopsis of my book that God has had a purpose and plan for your life, for your dash from the beginning. And he's just waiting for you to add I-N-G, which is now you're dashing and you're doing more than just existing and living. And it's not just about this life, but it's the life beyond. And so I think I lost my train of thought, just going on and on, because I'm so excited about dashing. <laughs> so, so how does this all play? <laughs> I think that's what you asked me. Yeah, no, it's it's perfect. Uh, what I loved about what you just shared is the ing, because when I think about words that have ing at the end, it, it's it's an action that mm-hmm. is taking place, and and that's what I'm hearing you say. It's not enough to mentally understand that, hey, I have a limited amount of time to be on the earth. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, a, a finite amount of time that I can make an impact but I have to make a decision. I have to make a decision to do things differently. Uh, and that's what you're, you're trying to do through your apparel, through your book, et cetera, is inspire, th- inspire people to take action, right? You, you want them to, to actually act upon the purpose, the plan that God has for them. So, so let's talk a little bit about the book and the journey to creating it. So it started with apparel, you realize, hey, this is bigger. Um, there needs to be a book. There needs to be um, song, music, all of these different things. Let's, for the benefit of the audience, because we do have a lot of aspiring authors and, mm-hmm. and, and authors that are working on their next book. Let's talk a little bit about the journey specific to the book. Once you made the decision and said, yes, I'm going to do the book, was it smooth sailing for you or did you run into some challenges along the way in getting the book out? It was very challenging. At first, I didn't even want to write a book. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I had uh, one of my um, consultants like, you need to write a book. And she, we had a conversation and she dictated everything I said and she put it together and gave it to me and told me to finish it off. And when I read it, it wasn't what I wanted to say. So it took me a whole year before I got back to writing a book. Again, I got laid off um, because of COVID and taking care of my mom. I said, this is the perfect time to do the book. And so what I wanted to do was do something totally different to inspire people based on things that I know and what I've gone through in my life. And um, again, I started with who I knew. And so I reached out to people in my network and they aren't always the necessarily the right people. I think I could have done a little more vetting. Um, but since I knew this young lady, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I want you to edit my book. And so I'll start out by saying writing this book, it's a devotional, it's 30 days. But it took me a number of months, I think like maybe three to, you know, probably about five months to write because I was looking for inspiration and waiting for inspiration from God. And I got it. There are some things in here I would have never even thought I could think of. I mean, the book is structured in a way that it makes sense, that it flows, that it um, is relatable. And I didn't think that I had that in me. And that's God, again, working through my dash. And so when I reached out to this young lady to edit my book, when she brought it back to me, I looked at it and I'm like, she's changing my voice. And this is not what I wanted to say. And, and in talking with her, <laughs> the first thing she said to me, well, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna write it this way, then don't put my name as your editor because I may lose business. 
I'm like, wow. I said, mm. well, um, people, everybody writes books differently. You don't have to be like everybody else. As a matter of fact, as Christians, we, we're not like everybody else. We're, we're different and we're supposed to be in the world and not of it. And so because of that, uh, we parted ways and I kind of self-edited my book. Um, in the meantime, she had introduced me to a formatter. And so again, using that young lady, um, we didn't really, we didn't really see eye to eye because again, you're trying to change my voice. You're trying to change the way I want it to be formatted. And yeah, I'm different. And I, and I like being different mm-hmm. because different will, will appeal to whoever it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So she had introduced me to a young lady again to edit. Cause I asked her about, you know, my editing is probably not the best and I need a professional. You definitely need to get a professional editor. And then going to this next editor, she was a person who would teach you how to fish. She wouldn't just tell you how to do it or tell you what you're doing wrong. She would teach you. So she would push back on me and give me options and resources. And um, she did a great job on editing my book. And then I asked her to format it. And she did that, too. And then she suggested that I put a um, journal with that. And so she she introduced me to a publisher, got the journal done. I mean, she was just she was a godsend. And she's the person that's going to help me with my next book. But through all those um, missteps, I was getting discouraged because these editors cost money just because we didn't, it didn't work out. I still had to pay you. I'm, I'm not the person that's not going to pay you for your work. So it cost me money. It cost me time. I had planned to launch my book and it launched like months later. It was supposed to be um, the, the previous year and it ended up being the year after because I just wasn't ready. And I'm a perfectionist and I learned that about myself. And so I'm sure I was a little challenging as well to them because I wanted things a certain way. And they were like, well, how about this? No, that's not good enough. I even had, you know, people look at my uh, book cover and one person told me it's dull and it doesn't really, uh, oh, dull, outdated, and it doesn't really speak to what you wrote in the book. And I had to say, get behind me, Satan. That's not true. Other people had said different things. And again, who's ever supposed to relate to this cover will relate to it. So you got to, you got to, first of all, I would tell any author to have patience with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely vet anybody you're going to partner with or use for services, Uh, you know, be very prayerful um, and wait for, you know, wait on the Lord for inspiration and don't, don't be so hard on yourself. We set timelines and goals and it it doesn't always happen that way. Because again, God's plan is not our plan. And so through all these changes, God finally got me to the right person who's going to be the person, perfect person to do my next book. So I would just say, keep on dashing, keep on looking forward. The ING means action and moving forward. And I just have to put this in because I, I think it's important. We all know the definition of dash, you know, but when you add ING, that definition changes. And it's actually in the dictionary and it changes to stylish, bold, and full of spirit. So when you put the ING on your dash, you are bold and you will, you don't have any fear about doing what God has called you to do. When you look like um, God, you look dashing, you look like Jesus. So you're stylish and you, you're full of spirit. You're full of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just losing. I'm just so excited about the dashing, dashing movement and doing your dash. And so I'll just inspire you to put that ING on your dash. Do your due diligence. Because again, God tells us to be smart in the, the, the ways of the world. So we have to do our due diligence on the business part. You combine that with God's grace, Holy Spirit, and calling, and you'll be successful in whatever you do. 
I love it. Uh, so many nuggets there, right? You know, it, it, it does require a, a word that I heard you use earlier was patience. Uh, patience with ourselves and also patience to hear. You know, one of the things that I have learned, Elisha, about business and making decisions like you've been talking about here is that sometimes we can be in such a rush to get something done based on a timeline that we have set Yes. that we may not allow enough time for us to truly hear what steps we are to take. Discernment sometimes takes time. Yeah. I wish that it was always like an instant download, but sometimes you got to be still and allow that space so that you can truly discern, is this the person that I need to work with on this project? Is this the right time to do it? Um, is their feedback something that I should take to heart or do I need to stay the course? It requires patience to really be able to hear, right? So as much as we are about taking action, there's also a little bit of a balance to that of being willing to be still. Would you agree? I would agree. And actually I've been told to be still um, quite a few times because I'm kind of type A and you know I want to go, go, go and do, do, do. And it, it took me a minute to just slow down and be still. And I would definitely say that's very important. I have put timelines out there and then I've, I've looked foolish because I'm saying I'm going to launch something that never happens. And so I've learned, keep my mouth shut, <laughs> you know, wait for the right time and then do it. So yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely a balancing act, but I, I want to make sure that our listening audience doesn't, you know, go to the other side too, right? Because sometimes we are, we are, it's just a fancy way of procrastinating, right? We know that we should be taking action and we're using the, you know, lack of clarity, I'm praying all of that as, as an excuse for not taking action. So it's, it's a balancing act of moving when God tells us to move, being clear on that. And then when God hasn't given us the specific direction that we're looking for is being willing to slow down and allow the time for God to speak so that we're taking faith inspired action and not just action, but, but an action that God is, is leading us to so that we get the right result. One of the things that I love though, about God, Elisha, is that even when we get off course and you talk about this, even when we get off course, he uses it all for our good. So even though it may not have been the exact best plan or exact best path, I'm going to learn things from that experience that are not only going to help me going forward, but it also is going to give me a testimony of how I can let others know, just as you're doing through this, this episode, I can let others know, Hey, listen, don't, don't make that, that mistake that I did. Um, Here's what I learned from that experience and how you can, can get there without having some of those, those bumps and those experiences along the way. The good news is, though, that the book did get out and it's impacting people's lives. It's making a positive difference. Talk to me about when you realize that, you know, despite all of the ups and downs and the hurdles that you had to with that you had to go through. When did you realize that it was worth it, that that the work that you put into the book was truly worth it? Um, I think I realized that when I got started receiving feedback from people who had wrote the book, they actually want me to write another one. They said they read it and it was right on time and it, and it inspired them to go out and, and find their purpose to something they can relate to right in that moment of their life. And that's what I wanted to do. So it was definitely worth it. 
um, when you say procrastination, I was a poster child for what not to do and using those setbacks as a reason to procrastinate. So it was just phenomenal that I finished it and it, it just made my heart, made my heart open and, and made me want to do more because now I've, made, I've had a successful book. Um, I've had a successful song. Um, I know that dashing is something that's going to, to impact lives. And I've been told by some people that, you know, it wouldn't. And, you know, what are you doing? And we don't understand. And re- dashing resonates with those who it's supposed to. Hmm. And so I, I just have to, to move forward regardless of what anybody thinks or says, because God has the people who are, I'm supposed to impact ready for me to, to, to do so. And so I can't look at all that, but to say, um, it was just awesome. I mean, it gave me courage and boldness to go out and shoot videos and, and share parts of my life that are not in this book. And this book tells a lot. Um, but again, it relates every experience in my life to God's plan. And um, some of it's funny, some of it's scary, some of it's not so nice. And so I exposed myself out there and I was you know, waiting for some negative feedback and never got that. Hmm. And so that was a blessing. And it also encouraged me to keep going. Because sometimes people can take what's happened in your life and judge you, um, especially in this world um, with everybody being able to go online and say what they want to say. And, you know, anonymously, anonymously are behind, you know, written words. And so you can't really, you know, necessarily clap back all the time, nor that I would, but it would hurt my feelings. Yeah. So um, that didn't happen. Hmm. It just goes to show that, you know, it was supposed to be. Yeah. I, I, I think that a lot of times we have, you know, we, there's that very familiar saying that fear is false expectations appearing real. Like we create these stories in our mind of what's going to happen when we put our story out there and people are able to read it. And yeah, sometimes people do judge and we experience that backlash. And then there are instances like yours where what you imagine happening didn't actually happen. So I, I think there's a couple of things um, that, that our audience can take away from that is one, being willing to do it anyway, right? Because really it's an expression of trusting God, that trusting God with the story. If you're leading me to share it, then it's going to be a blessing to someone. They're going to be able to see themselves or identify with something that's in my story and the outcome, like what happens next after I share it, that's not on me, that that's up to God. I'm being obedient. So I'm trusting that somehow, some way that it's going to work itself out. I may hear something, I may not, but being willing to trust God with that is huge, right? Because ultimately we don't control our reputation anyway. We, we like to think that we do, <laughs> but we don't really control it. What, what you think of me is none of my business. And right. God, you're responsible for the what, and God's responsible for the how. That's right. Amen. So your obedience, what I'm hearing from you is your obedience in moving forward, in publishing the book, in the song, all of these things has, has opened some doors for you. And, and it's also been a journey of lots of ups and downs, but God has continued to show his faithfulness to you. I would love to, before, before we uh, make sure that our audience knows um, how to learn more about you and how to join the Dashing community, 
I just, I've got to get you to tell this story because we talked about it a little bit before we officially transitioned into the interview. And I just believe that it's going to bless somebody. Talk Mm -hmm. to us about the, the, the award that you got to help with your business. I think it was $10,000. So it's not chump change. It's not a, it's not a small amount and it wasn't an easy thing to come by. So can you just tell us a little bit about this, the situation that you were in and how God just showed out? I just believe it's going to encourage somebody that's listening. Oh yeah. He continues to show out. So like I said, when my dad died, I had lost my job and this had been a third time, but I just, you know, I'm an HR professional, but I continue to be laid off for whatever reason. And so at this particular point, I had lost my job. I had sold my house. Um, used the money, um, pay off bills and, and used a lot of money in dashing, particularly kind of wastefully, because again, I employed people that I probably should have vetted. So I was out of money and I was looking for some grants. And so I applied to Beyonce's Vega Grant and Associates in partnership with the NAACP. And I just filled it out. It wasn't really anything special in the application. They didn't ask a whole lot of questions that were, you know, earth shattering with earth shattering answers. Sent it in, didn't think anything about it. Then one day I get a text message, I mean, an email that says I won $10,000. I'm like, this, somebody's trying to get my information. I don't believe this. And so I call and they're like, yeah, it's true. Go online, look on Beyonce.com and you'll see your business. And it was there. I'm like, oh my God, I just started crying. So um, I won $10,000. I was one of 20 um, people in round two because they did it for a year. So it was the second quarter in the year in round two. And I was one of 13, over 13,000 applications. So I I have the letter frame, I have the check frame, 13,000 people. And again, I didn't really say anything spectacular in the application. I just gave them the website. They went and looked out on the website. They said they support me. They believe in uh, in my mission, my vision, and my my business, and I got $10,000 when I needed it most, because that's the way I was able to publish this book and to upgrade my website and to buy more inventory for my business and to sustain myself until I, you know, I found a job and the business started bringing money in. And so God was just right on time with that. Like he's always been. And I'm, I'm just going to go back a little further. When I was 17, I was in a really bad car accident. Um, Car flicked over, hit hit a bridge. No, reared off the road, hit a bridge, flipped over, landed on the roof and caught on fire. I was in the back seat. The person in the front seat, one of them went out the door and was ejected from the car. The other one um, was very tall. He was six foot 10. So I pushed him into the steering wheel, collapsed his lungs, broke his neck. Me and my um, boyfriend at the time walked away. No injuries. On top of that, I found out that I was pregnant and I was concerned that my son might be, you know, mentally challenged or physically deformed because of me not wearing a seatbelt in this accident. God spared us both. And so he's had that plan for my life. And I didn't appreciate it back then because I was now 17, 18 years old. I really didn't appreciate it. But now I know he spared me for this, mm. that he took me right back to a place, a place of loss where I could learn from my losses and move forward. Just like Jesus died and was rose again. There was a rebirth. It says in the word, we die with Christ and we rise again and we're seated in heavenly places. And so we just have to claim that spot. And that's what I did. I claimed that spot 40 years later, claimed that spot because God had it for me all along. So everything I went through in my life, which is in my book, led me to this point. My dad dying led me to this point where I am now. And I just want to say I'm the poster 
poster child of what not to do. And that's okay because it gives me a testimony. And so it gives me a testimony how God has moved in my life, spared me, um, guided me. And it gives me a testimony to help somebody else so they don't make the same mistakes I do. They find their dash and they keep moving in God. So they can move to the place again. It's all about YOLO and living my best life. But this ain't your only life. There's one on the other side. And we need to remember that, that, uh, that your dash has a purpose. And you fulfill that purpose and it'll move you towards your place in heaven. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's such a powerful, both stories are <laughs> such powerful stories. And I know you've got, you've got many of them. Um, even just thinking about some of the things that happened leading up to us getting to be able to do this interview, <laughs> you, you have um, a number of testimonies is, is the way that I will, uh, I will say it. A number of testimonies about God's faithfulness in the midst of adversity. And I want that, I want our listening audience to be able uh, to connect with you, to be able to become a part of this dashing community, a community of resilience and purpose. Talk to us, Elisha, about how our audience can do that. So you can um, go out to dashingapparel.com. There's a join us button and it'll um, help you join the Dashing Nation. We're redoing our Dashing Nation website. So um, just know you will be getting more information about how to be a part of the Dashing Nation and what we can do to bless you. Um, you can also go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and just do at Dashing Nation. Um, I have a Facebook group, so you can join the Dashing Nation there as well. Um, I would love for you to go to um, my website, um, to buy any of the apparel, the books, the music. Um, you can go to Amazon to buy the book. You can go to anywhere you buy music and buy the song um, Dashing by Alicia's Story. It's very, very upbeat and contemporary inspirational song. There's also a music video that goes along with that that's on my website. So I would encourage any, everyone to join the Dashing Nation because I need you and I would love for you to join so we can help and inspire each other to continue that dash. Amen. So if, if you've been listening to this podcast episode and you have been inspired by Elisha's story, if you want to make sure that you're operating in purpose and you want to be in a community of others that share that same goal, make sure that you head on over to the website. We've got that in the show notes for you so that you can have a quick link to get there. Make sure that you become a part of the community check out the book, the apparel, all of these things. And if you know someone that maybe is um, struggling right now, they're, they're up against some adversity in their life. If they're wondering what in the world should I do next, make sure that you share this episode so that they can be encouraged and inspired uh, by what you have heard today. Alicia, before you go, there's been so much that, that has been shared in this episode. And I just know that our listening audience has been blessed. At the same time, I know that the way life goes, right, is sometimes we can hear a message, we can hear about someone else's journey, and we can think, oh my goodness, well, that's great for them, but what about me? You know, when we're in our struggle, when we're in our pain, sometimes it can be really hard to believe that something good is on the other side of what we're experiencing. I would love for you to just share a final word with our audience, whatever God speaks to your heart. What would you say to that person that is listening, that is discouraged and wondering how to move forward? Well, first of all, I'd say you're, you're valuable, you're worth it, and God loves you and he has you here for a reason. 
Um, I would also say, try to surround yourself with people who support you. I know some people don't have that, but you can definitely reach out to Dashi Nation and we will support you because again, failure is not final. Um, it's never too late. Um, and I know these all sound cliche, but they are true. And God has a purpose and a plan for you. And he loves you. He has your best interest at heart. And everything that you've gone through, your test to get your testimony, um, any setbacks, any, any hurts, God uses those. And he allowed it for whatever reason that is. So don't give up because you never know how close you are to your breakthrough. It could be the next day. It could be the next minute or the next hour. So don't give up. Just keep moving forward. Little baby, little tiny baby steps. And just don't, don't be afraid to ask somebody for help. We're always talking about be independent. Do you? God didn't put us on this earth to be alone. So reach out to resources to help you through whatever you're going through. And remember that God loves you. He has a plan for you. And he wants you to reach that. And I would just encourage you to, to keep going. Just keep going. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.